This is Gabriel Masudi, and you're listening to Learn, Unlearn, Optimize. You're not used to headphones? No. All right. You're used to headphones? And then yeah, I feel like my hair the, is like all... Uh, who cares? It's all good. <laughs> you my hair. <laughs> or lack thereof. Yeah, well. So what's the video on? Um, I don't know. She's doing videos. <laughs> She's doing videos on people's breathwork experience and how they got into it and um, like what their experiences were yeah. and why I'm, I guess, why we're doing breathwork. So... And like, I don't what, know. I'll find out. When what are you going to talk to her about? Like, what's, what's your, what's my your experience yeah. of how I got started with brother? Yeah. Um, well, so I was super anxious, spent my whole life like living in anxiety. Um, and as I got older, it got tougher and tougher to manage to the point that I was living on Xanax. Um, I'd have to like drink vodka to go to sleep at night. And, um, not like I wasn't like, you know, on the floor, passed out. It wasn't like that, but it was definitely like I had to have my Xanax all the time. I had to have something to go to bed with. You know what I mean? Like I just couldn't live. And I was like having panic attacks all day. Um, it was intense and there was really like nothing that was working other than that. And so finally my doctor said to me, you know, you can't live on Xanax. It would have been something like six years or something. You have to switch to another drug. Um, And it was just something that I didn't want to do. So a girl I knew had told me like months prior that breathwork saved her life and that she couldn't even walk into like a Starbucks without like having a panic attack. So I thought, I guess I'll try it. Like it could make matters much worse opening Pandora's box, like bringing out more anxiety and heightening it. I didn't know if it was going to be a thing, Um, but I was so desperate that I just figured I would try. So Started, I did a breath work with Xanax for like probably the first six visits. I needed to be like on a lot of Xanax just to get through it because I was scared. Um, and then I started forgetting about it, but forgetting about the Xanax and starting to do breath work with her um, on my own. And I was discovering like all the crap that I'd experienced in my whole life that I thought I like healed in therapy, yeah. right? healed it mentally. It was all sitting in my body and um, it needed to come out because sitting in my body was just pushing down all the places of calm. And um, it was like sort of this frenetic energy that was on top of all the peace. So I couldn't get to the peace. So I was living in this frenetic energy for so long. Um, And when I started doing breath work, it started to dissipate and slowly go away. And then actually quickly go away because like within six months I had no Xanax. I didn't have anxiety. Um, and I just got it. I saw all the things that happened in my life that were really like just keeping me from being myself, you know? And so, um, after that I knew I had to start to show it to other people mm-hmm. and, um, I wanted to show it to them in a way that I could guide them and hold space for them so that they would know they were safe going through the process of releasing. And so that's kind of my story. Cool. So the Xanax, you were on it for six years. Yeah. And then like so long that it was like not going to work anymore. The doctor was like, you can't be on this for this long. It's going to mess you up. Well, yeah. So it's, um, I forget what it's called. It's some type of drug that's like, can actually alter the chemistry of the brain permanently. 
So, um, so basically I was taking 0.25, which is the lowest dose, mm-hmm. but I was taking it three times a day. I could have increased the dose, but, um, it's not meant for a long-term use. It's meant for like, gonna, if you're going to go fly or, um, you know, you have something that you're worried about, you have to get through. It's not meant for every day. Yeah. And so they were finally like, we want to put you on something like that's a long-term that stays in the body, that's systemic that you would have to come off of slowly. Mm. Um, and I just didn't want to do that. Like, I didn't want to put that in my body. So I'm not a, against it. That was the breaking point for you. Yeah. Never. That was a breaking point for me. So, you know, but they also said it would be hard to get off Xanax. Yeah. And it wasn't, it just sort of, I started to forget about it yeah. because the breath work was so healing. Like I didn't have any, it just started forgetting to take it, forgetting where it was. Eventually I stopped refilling it, you know? So it was huge. If that, you know what I mean? Like totally. it's, it was like something that held my whole life together and um, can't even remember what that feels like. I, I mean, have to bottom think. line is you got off drugs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I wrote an article on elephant journal and they, it, and it was like, it was basically that story and they wrote like how I like cured myself or healed myself, whatever of addiction to alcohol and drugs. And I was like, well, that's not the truth. And then I really thought about it and I was like, yeah, it is, yeah, it is the truth. It's not what it looks like. Yeah. And you no know? judgment to anyone that likes needs and Xanax that's listening oh, no. to this or anything like that. But yeah. I spoke about this yesterday because um, I had my friend Halle on, um, she's a, she does transformational work and leader. And we were talking about, like sometimes the the work can get you so far and we're talking about choice point and being able to choose what you want in your life. But sometimes you have things that are like chemically off. Oh yeah. That get to be resolved. Yeah. That will really bring down your mood or depress you. Yeah. Um, by no means am I a doctor or can diagnose any of that, but like being bipolar or schizophrenic yeah. or any of these things where it's tough to choose. Yeah. Right. It's tough to get out of that depression. Yeah. And then also the environment, so we were talking about the environment that we live in today with um, different frequencies and our food and sugar, et cetera, et cetera. We can go down a big rabbit hole on that. But that also can have a huge effect on your system and the endocrine system and just the whole body holistically, which will make it very hard to choose if you're just like constantly in a rut mentally and yeah. chemically or chemically that creates mentally or vice versa, right? Yeah. So it's this wicked cycle, but good yeah. for you. And can you send me that article? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could also search it up if you go to Elvin Journal and search Tiffany Curran. I think I like wrote three articles, but you'll see it. It's cool. Yeah. But I want to just add um, to what you're saying and that I do know people who need medication to live. Yeah. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm passing judgment or that um, it isn't necessary for some people. I just knew for me That's right. that it wasn't, it wasn't what I, it was that I was, I was hiding stuff. Yeah. You know, I was hiding. I talk when I, when I speak about it, I don't speak, speak as, I don't speak specifically, but I was saying like, and I say this all the time, I've had a lot of boundary violations. And so, you know, those are the things where when you get into a space of not being safe in your body, not being safe in your home, not being safe in the world, right? You don't know what's going to come at you next. You don't have the means to say no, stop, or have a voice even, you start to get like pushed down. And so with each event that occurs, right, it could be something as little as a five-year-old being forced to give grandma a kiss when the child doesn't want to, or not being picked up when they're crying. And it could be something as big as being sexually assaulted, raped, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So all those things combined 
it just starts to get to the point where you, for me at least, felt like I had no voice. Mm -hmm. And so that was, I knew that I think instinctually, but I didn't want to deal with it. And I tried to deal with it in therapy, but it wasn't like feeling like it shifted. And with breathwork, it felt, I felt the shift right away. I felt the release of the energy and I was able to like come back to my life stronger and more in control and more like in my power, you know, coming back to my initial whole self before everything came in and shifted for me. Does yeah, that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So, yeah. I, um, I've been telling everybody about my experience that I had with, with the breath work that I yeah. did with you. And <clears throat> what's interesting, um, a lot came up for me. There's a lot, a lot of context to create with it. So if anyone hasn't heard what I said prior, I, uh, Tiffany came in, she's going to do a workshop here on May 18th, May 18th, one o'clock, one o'clock. It's yeah. going to be awesome. It's a full moon. Yep. Be here. Um, very uh, awesome stuff. And so, but like any, anything that I put at the studio here, uh, at the Academy, I always want to experience myself uh, for myself first. So Tiff really wanted to do this. I heard great things about her through clients that are here. And I was like, awesome, come on down. Um, and then we'll see what we're going to do. So Tiffany came down and I had this amazing experience with her. I don't want to, you know, spoil alert too much right now and give yeah. too much away. Uh, but we did this, this, you know, double inhale breath work, which I, I just to get people grounded in class right now, Tiff, I've just been doing a little bit in the beginning oh, just, really? to, just to get a little bit more air in you them. You get so into your body, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and for me too, I've been using that technique. I don't do it as much as we did, obviously, because I, like, I don't have you guiding and all that. And yeah. I understand it's probably not the safest thing to be doing while driving and all that, <laughs> but like to that extent. Yeah. But like, if I feel like my mood's starting to drop or like my mind, like I'm starting to dip into like a, a bad spiral of yeah. thoughts or something like that. Yeah. I'll do that double inhale and like all of a sudden like it'll it brings me back. It's a great tool. So thank you so much. Like that that was life changing. Yeah. It's just and that can, that little tidbit that you gave me. Thank you. And you know you can do it yourself. Yeah. So um the reason why people do well with groups is because they have this first of all I ground the space and I hold the space. Yeah. So if they start to feel um uncomfortable, I'm there. And sometimes I work with oils if I think that people need oils, I sage. Um so you know, that's the thing. But at the end of the day, I do my own breath work and yeah. you can, yeah. you know, you can do that. Um, just not probably while driving, but I'll do the same thing. If I'm like, usually I'll chant before I do something, I'll do a chant to Ganesha. Um, <clears throat> but I might do like 10 rounds of breath, you yeah. know, like <sighs> one and I'll do yeah. 10 rounds. By the 10th round, I feel a shift. Sometimes it brings me to tears just yep. to feel open. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad you're using yeah, it. Yeah. And so, so yeah, maybe I misspoke. I'm not really like, it's okay. I'm just gonna like, just kind of flow with it right now. Yeah. So, cause I have like mixed, mixed feelings in, in this way, not like mixed feelings of it's good mixed feelings. And like, it's so powerful Yes, and it's so real, Yes, but I have like mixed feelings on like, I guess it's just like trusting the process yeah. is what it comes down to. Just trust the process. So one thing that came up for me, um, and that I had spoken about yes, uh, on a couple other uh, people I was talking with on the podcast was that my experience with sexual abuse that I had had that I had already gone through in some of the other trainings and transformational work that I've yeah. done yeah. came back up for me when I was working with Tiffany. And um, but it came up 
in a, in a, in a way that I had already had so much context behind it and I'd worked on it that I went like even deeper to like this different visceral feeling to uh, a very physical, like it was a different type of release yeah. that happened. Yeah. And so, you know, cart before the horse, chicken before the egg. I don't know, but it's like, it's so real and breath work so powerful that if you don't have a facilitator like yourself, could it be like, whoa, if you don't have the context, are you throwing someone into the deep end? Like if I didn't have that context, yeah. like what, what, I don't know. It like if yeah. is a, if is a big word, right? Yeah. So these, this is what I meant by mixed feelings, Tiff, because yeah, like, for sure. it's like, wow, like if I hadn't had, maybe I wouldn't have gone there if I, I it again, if is the biggest word, but it's real. That's yeah. all I know. And, yeah, I've, and been I doing, I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, please. Yeah, no, I can speak about that because, um, yeah, so, and here's the thing, right? So you can tell, you t- you just said that you already had worked through a lot of it, right? Yeah. A lot of people, I, w- I can tell you that my experience with sexual abuse, my own, and also clients, and I can't ever, I would never tell stories of clients, of but I can say that. You can I've speak seen, about me though, Tiff, that's right. Well, right. no, I would never, yeah. I just, that's just the way, yeah. the way that we work. Um, it's so frequent. Mm -hmm. It's so, so frequent. And I've had people in private sessions who are like, they don't even know like why they're there. They're just, something doesn't feel right in their life. They could be any age, right? I've worked from like 1920 up to, I don't know how old the oldest person was probably early sixties. And, um, so yeah, that's a great point because it can't, they, they don't know. Right. So they push it down. Maybe they're three, four years old, or maybe they're even 11, 12 or whatever. I had worked with someone who was 18 and they didn't want to remember it. They just pushed it away and our bodies do a great job of protecting us. So our bodies say, we're going to like put a a message in the message might be, we're not going to tell, or we're not going to go to parties or we're not going to dress you know, attractively because we don't want to attract this negative attention, whatever, right? Yeah. It's never anybody's fault. But um, so, so they don't know. They go into the breathwork session. Breathwork will only take you to where you can handle, mm-hmm. right? Your your subconscious is not going to tra- re-traumatize you, but your subconscious might take you to a place that needs to release something like that. And if you're not aware, it can be very overwhelming. So generally, I always recommend either working one on one or working in a group. Mm-hmm. That said. Um, and we also tell people like, we're not therapists, yeah. so I can talk to you about what you might've felt or experienced and how I might be able to help you understand the context. Like you're safe in your body. It's not your fault. Yep. It's over and release the energy. But we also tell people, you know, if it's, if it's something new for you, definitely go talk to someone, yeah. you know, because you also need to understand mentally. Right. So we're just clearing the energy from the body. So yes, um, one-on-one or in a group is a great way. And in a group is a, a, an awesome way to put your foot in the water because you're surrounded by other people. So you're not alone through the process. And again, I don't want to give away yeah, exactly. like the fun stuff, but you know, like all the stuff that we do through the course yeah. of the breath yeah. feels more held in a group. Um, one-on-one, usually people come after a group and say, I just remembered something that happened to me. And that's huge. It's, it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so having someone guide you through and say like you're in your body, yeah, you're okay. This is just your breath. The eject button is a deep breath in through the nose, release slowly through the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like you're just in your body, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up because if I had done breathwork alone and seen any of the stuff that I had to release, mm-hmm. I 
I don't know how I would have done, you know? Um, so yeah, I think once you have a a, a solid practice and you feel good and ready doing it on your own works, you obviously are very comfortable in your body and you do a lot of spiritual work. So, um, I think it was easy to crack that egg for you. Um, you know, and sometimes people say like, there's something I want to avoid, you know, like I don't want to go back there. Um, if they, if that happens, like let's say they experienced abuse as a child or were attacked. Um, I know people who were physically brutally attacked, you know, like robbed and attacked Mm -hmm. and, um, they don't want to go back there. Like your body won't do it. So you, they, they just won't be able to breathe. They'll be like, I can't get this breath. They'll start yawning. They will refuse the breath. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen people like in the middle of breath work, just be like, I yeah. can't do it, you know? Yeah. And that's usually a block. But if you just trust the process and trust that you're safe, yeah, then you'll go back to the breath eventually. Yeah. But yeah, you're, uh, you're like so solid. I feel like yeah, you're well, just ready well, for it. I, I, but again, I've done so much work. So there's three, three things that, I wanted to, that came up right now where you're talking again, that reminded me. So the first one was like that finding your inner child and going back that deep. And what really cracked me open was when you said about, um, responsibility and fault, which I'm going to talk about second. And, um, and that you, you said, you know, how old is your son? Your son's 14. Like, would you, would you blame him? And that just, when I took it out of context for myself and put it to my children, it just rips me open. Yeah. And then like, I, I, I personally can deal with a lot, but I find myself right now as a parent, as a father with my kids, like as soon as something comes up, like I get, I, I get this feeling in my body or this like, because I'm more scared of God forbid something happening to them, not even myself. Yeah. So, but then, that helps me relate back to my inner child. Does that make sense? I mean, I guess totally that's because that was the same thing for me, right? <laughs> like you can process only, you can process a lot without children, right? I know people without children and yeah. they process it, but especially when you're a child who's been abused or who's been abandoned, right? Experienced any sort of traumatic thing. Yeah. So, you know, abandonment could be like one parent moves out and doesn't come back or starts another family. Yeah. And you just become like, forgotten yeah you know obviously physical and sexual abuse sexual abuse is i think in my opinion the worst because it's violating every part of you yeah you know it's violating your mind it's violating your body your soul um how your body's responding you know because we're just human and we don't know what's going on and so when you have a child right like a lot of times as children when there's sexual abuse the abuser will say you did this, like you looked good or you tempted me or I love you so much, right? You're attractive, your energy, whatever. So, um, so the child will take that on, right? And even if they tell and it's like, don't tell, that's not the truth. You're a liar. Now there's all these new messages. So I got a lot of those liar messages. You're a liar. Then I started to believe I was a liar. Like on my way over here, right? I was texting you that I was going to be a few minutes late. Like, do you want to see a picture of me leaving the house with the con because I was told that I was a liar. And so um, when I had a child and I saw my child at say three, five, right? Like they're, there's, they're, they're tiny little beings. They can't possibly do anything. My son is now 18. He's not responsible, would never be responsible for any of those things that could have occurred. Right. Mm-hmm. Even at 18, like we're still like 
he's in this like infancy stage of life and so vulnerable, so, um, so innocent and, and so easily affected by life. And so I'm so glad you were able to see that because it's never your fault. Yeah. Right. Like when you are, um, like pulled into a situation that you don't want to be in and you don't have the words to get out. Yeah. It happens in the people in their thirties, right? Like they get date raped because they're they're like, they don't know how to say no. And then they're in this position and then they think it's their fault because they went back to the apartment. Yeah. They think it's their fault because they like wanted to go three quarters of the way, but didn't want to actually have sex. Yeah. Well, it's my fault. It's not your fault. You yeah. know, it's just. So that brings up the fault thing brought up a conversation that, if you don't have the context, like a lot of these trainings could sound crazy and a little squirrely, but a hundred percent accountability, a hundred percent of the time is what I was taught in a lot of the stuff that I've done just to own it, like to own your life right? from it. So like if you own something, it's powerful, right? Like I I own this computer, I own the real estate, I own whatever. And like it's mine and et cetera. Okay, cool. So like there's also empowerment in owning your actions and taking a hundred percent responsibility. So I had a, a, a different distinction that I had created in my mind because when you said it's not your fault, it's not your fault. And we did the whole, it like, it felt good. To, it was like, oh yeah. yeah. And like to relate and like get there with you because especially with everything that you had shared with me personally. Yeah. And it really helped me to connect on a really deep level. And then like, I felt the forgiveness and the empathy you had for yourself as you were sharing that. Yeah. And I like allowed myself to, to have some of that. So thank you for, yeah. for that, for giving that. So what came up and so I called one of my, my coaches, Judith, and I actually recorded and I'll play it for you. I'm not sure if I'm going to put it out, yeah. but I'll show you the conversation. I had okay. And I discussed with her, I'll just give you a nutshell right now. I discussed with her like, Hey man, this is what came up for me. I did this. And I told her about the breath work and you know, Tiffany and, and the, the fault thing. And like, but what's about hundred percent accountability, hundred percent of the time, like really owning your life. And what's that about? And she's like, the distinction basically is blame. It's the, the keywords fault, right? So like when you approach it from a standpoint of, of, um, uh, being, being like unworthy, or, or, or blaming yourself rather than like, so what now, what, and moving forward to accountability. I'm in no way, um, senior enough or like wise enough or smart enough at this point to speak on it. That's why I recorded with Judith and let her know, like I wanted to do that podcast with her so I could go back and listen to it. Yeah. And, um, it's a big conversation for me. Yeah. And I think it's a big conversation for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The distinction, um, and again, I, again, I don't know enough to articulate it on it right now, but I will. I'm, I'm working on it. And the distinction between like taking responsibility and like it's not your fault. Yeah. Like, and so how do you like how do you still own your life in in those two things? Does uh, that make sense? Yeah, and I can tell you how. Great. Yeah. yeah. So you can be accountable for everything, right? Everything that has happened in your life. Um. But when you're, when you're, I don't even like to say victimized because I, I, I don't, so we, pa- we get energy passed down from generations and generations and we have this stuff in our body right. that if we don't clear it, we'll continue. So for me, there's no way a child can be held accountable for an action that's done to them. Right. Or like, I mean, even if you think about someone having a gun put to their head, I was talking to someone I can't really share her story, but it was very violent. And 
Um, so she didn't, she didn't, she's not responsible for what happens. The accountability comes from healing. So I believe that you're accountable for your healing, right? So you have to commit to yourself to say, this is what happened. This is part of my story. This is part of the fabric of my existence. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to be accountable for that to say, I'm not going to negate this. I'm not going to deny it. And I'm not going to put it away. You know, maybe you're not sharing it with everybody, oh, yeah, sure. but it's not, it's not something you're going to hide from because it's part of who you are. So being accountable is witnessing what you experience. Accepting that that made you. And there's a reason for that. Right. So like I say that, um, I could never hold space for people if I had an easy life right. and I had it. I mean, from the outside, it looked easy, right? Like I, your story is amazing. Really right. nice home. It's like, wow. Thank you. I, I mean, appreciate yeah. that. But you know, um, so, so the thing is that in order for me to be accountable for every aspect of my life, I have to accept it all. And I have to be able to witness what I experienced and say to myself, I did the best I could in the situation. It was not my fault. Um, I'm going to not only release the energy, release the energy of the abuser or the abusers, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I'm also going to own the fact that I have power and the power that was taken from me, I'm going to take back. So as you release the energy of the, of the attack, of the abuse, of the abandonment, right? Like, um, I don't want to, I was going to say like, I always use my mom as the example. Like I release my mother's energy. My poor mother's like, I'm being released again. But, um, <laughs> right. But like, the thing is, like you say, um, you know, this is not, I'm not holding this anymore. That's accountability. So if you hold it, yeah. you're not really being accountable. You're holding it in the state of the person who experienced the abuse. And see, that's so counter my experience. I feel that that's so counterintuitive for a lot of people, Tiffany, to because forgive. No, well, to forgive, but also like, well, if I'm going to take accountability, I'm going to hold this. So I'm responsible for yeah, this no. energy rather than like owning it by letting it go. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like, that's the juxtaposition there. Yeah. That's but it. we have it right yeah. it's in your body. Yeah. So like and it's literally in your body. It's like, literally. It will, it's like, it will literally like deform you or, oh, yeah. or like create dysfunction oh, or yeah. show up as dis-ease, quote unquote. Yeah. Like, it changes your operating system. Right. Yeah. So I always say like, People always say like, I'm going to grow and be a better person or whatever. I say you're going back to you. So you're not growing out, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm always growing, trying to grow at least. Um, and I think a lot of these horrible experiences that we we meet in our life help us grow. So yeah. I, I believe that I incarnated to experience what I needed to experience, to be able to help people who experience similar things yeah. or like lesser things, right? Like, yeah. you know, being forgotten at school. Yeah. For two hours. I did that to my son once. I didn't know there's a half day. Like, I'm sure that's going to be something that's sitting in his body. So I could hold space for people because I've been through much worse. Yeah. And I've been able to witness it and see myself and go to myself in my mind's eye when I was in that sad, abused place and say, like, it's okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I couldn't show up for you more. I did the best I could. That's owning it. You did the best you could in the situation. You're releasing the energy of whoever hurt you or abused you or abandoned you. And you're saying, I'm taking my life back. I'm releasing this. I'm not letting it hold me. And then it just becomes a story. 
So instead of avoiding it and ignoring it, you accept it. You release the energy. You say this was part of like what happened, but it's not what defines me now. Yeah. Or you keep it inside and you take your Xanax or you drink or you smoke weed or whatever you do to make yourself not experience the pain. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not faulting people for that. They're, it's where they are on their path. You have to be ready, right? You show up. Yeah. If you make it to the mat, you're ready. Right. Even if you're terrified and think you're not ready. Yeah. And so um, then it just sort of catapults. Like in six months, I was a totally different person. Like, a hundred percent guess my husband was like, where did she, what, what's happening? Like all of a sudden everything was fine, you know? And, um, I wouldn't say fine, but like all of a sudden I like didn't need anything and I felt really good. And I started doing things outside of my, you know, what I would normally do. I started feeling really comfortable in my body. I started speaking my mind. I started really being able to say like, this is what I need. This is what I don't want. And, And it was like, whoa, when did that happen? Because I released it and I forgave. You know, um, to be able to say to the people who hurt you, who like took advantage of your um, innocence or who whatever, right? To be able to see them, like you can release them. I say like wrap them in cellophane, right? So so they can't move. They can't hurt you. They can't touch you. If you can cover their mouth and then hug them and say like, I forgive you. Because if you don't, you're still holding the anger and they don't feel the anger but you hold it in your body. Like you talked about dis-ease, right? Like um, since I started breath work, my blood pressure went down. Everything's coming back to normal because I'm not being held by this horrible, frenetic, you know, gooey sort of gnarly energy, Yeah, you know? So, um, and then people might say, I've had people come in and say, there's no, I've had nothing bad happen in my life. Right. What's breath work for? That's right. Just see deep well, in your sense of I, self. That I was going to go back to something. Nothing bad happened that you may not remember as like traumatic. Yeah. Like, and something that you said about your son about leaving him after school for two hours. Yeah. That's very. That's a lot of awareness, and yeah. that's awesome that you saw that because some people I even use that as an example. Like, mother will be the, the example that I give is like mom's late to pick up daughter from school, and shows up to the teacher. And, and just the fact of being late and a daughter being the only one there thinks, well, mom doesn't care about me. Right. Or when their mom walks up and cracks a joke with the teacher, like, I'm so sorry I was late. You know, I, there's nowhere I'd rather be than stuck in traffic. Yeah. So a kid takes that literally. Yeah. I'm not, I don't deserve, I'm not deserving. Mom doesn't love me. And it creates these programs. Yeah. And those programs are the, are, are hold as, as a constant in the equation that make that the belief system and the programming go through yeah. for, the, for this child. Yep. And then when you grow up, your relationships are falling apart or it's showing up in different ways and you have a five or six year old at still at the wheel that's controlling from your subconscious, that's controlling your adult life and sabotaging a relationship or making you think that you're not worthy for a promotion or wherever it may be showing up. Yep, so it can totally. be something as subtle as that, oh, yeah. but this breath work, this transformational work will trigger this to bring it back up. Yeah. I mean, and that's for sure the truth. Um, Like, but I even talk about, let's go back even to child, like baby time. So, you know, the baby's crying. Mom's tired, doesn't want to get the baby. Just let the baby cry. It'll be fine. Yeah. Right. It could also be mom wants to go to the baby. Like I never didn't go to my baby when he cried. Yeah. I co-slept. I wore him in a sling. I was very protective of his life. I always made sure all of his needs were met, you know, but I also didn't. Right. Like maybe. I was in the shower and he started to cry and I was like, shoot, I have shampoo in my hair or whatever. 
So that five minutes from why isn't, why aren't my cries being answered? Why aren't my cries being answered? Why aren't my cry? Oh my God. Where, and these are like primal needs to feel safe. Yep. So, you know, those things, but yeah, I mean the, the day I, I remember like so distinctly, I um, used to be a power lifter and I was at the gym and um, the phone didn't work like, cause it was underground. So I got out, like there were all these messages from the school. They were like, um, we had a half day today. Your son's in the office. And he was little, you know? And I went in and I was like, I'm so sorry. You know, I swear I had no idea. It was a half day. I didn't forget whatever. And um, thank you for taking care of him. And he was little and he was holding it together. And we got to the car and he was like, mom, like I was so scared. And he started to cry. And I was like, well, you know, I know this is something that even though we talked through it and worked through it, hopefully, hopefully he understood because we dealt with it Yep. that, you know, it's okay. I did not ever want to abandon you. But like you said, if I was like embarrassed, like, come on, oh, mommy's tired. And I was stuck in traffic. I didn't forget you. Right. Yeah. Anyway, like, let's just go. It's fine. It's two hours. You'll be fine. Now the kid's like, I can't express myself. She doesn't care. Yeah. And now that's where this whole that. So yeah, for yeah. sure. Like just, just shut up. It's fine. Right. I was I like, I forgot you had a half day. Get over it. Let's yeah. come on. Let's move Man on. Man up. Yeah. Stop being a baby. Yeah. Stop crying. Or when parents say to a kid who's crying, like really upset and they're like super upset over something that maybe doesn't seem worthy of being super upset over. Mm-hmm. And they're really getting hysterical. The parents will say like, calm down, calm down, stop. Just stop crying. Take a break. Take a breather. Stop crying. Right. What? Okay. Now I can't express myself instead of, Oh, I'm so sorry. Give the child a hug. Let it out. I know it was so scary. I know. I'm so sorry. You can cry as much as you need. And then the child's like, oh yeah. I don't even need to cry anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm safe. Like I'm being heard. Yeah. And like back to the give your grandma a kiss thing, right? You have a child who's like four, who doesn't feel like being hugged. Mm -hmm. Go hug whoever, go hug uncle, whatever. This one, child's like, no, come on. It's your grandmother. Just do it. Be nice. Don't protect your body. Go do what somebody else wants. That's the message. Yep. Don't show up for yourself. Show up for somebody else. And then we start to instill in our children, our little people, right? Our little humans who are growing and learning from us. Your boundaries don't matter. Yep. Your boundaries don't matter. Their boundaries matter. And then they start to not pay attention to their body. And that's why, I mean, like even you look at abuse of drugs or alcohol, whatever, and I'm sure there's definitely, you know, physical reasons and I'm not discounting that, but also it's like, how do I escape the feelings I'm having in my body that were never accepted before? I can't escape them or food, right? And people mask with food. So, um, so breathwork like says, let's just get it out and see that you're whole. You've always been whole. You're not, you're not broken. You know, you have all these wounds and stuff, but you're whole. Let's just get rid of all the stuff that's making you see things in a different way, making you see that you're not whole when you are. You know, you're enough right now. Yeah, You're enough with your abuse, with your abandonment, with your whatever. You're you're perfect exactly as you are today. Yeah. Just getting rid of all the other people's stuff. You know? I think like it almost sounds too good to be true, but so is oxygen, right? Like, yeah, right. Every like, day, right? Every just breath. Just like every breath, life. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it's such a 
It's the most prime. It's the first thing we do when we're born, and it's the last thing we do before we die. Yeah, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so you inhale. The your first thing is an inhale. Yeah, and when you die, it's your last exhale. So your life, it's your prana, right? Yeah. It's your life. It's one big inhale and one big exhale, yeah. so to speak. But it so, is work, breath work. So it's too good to be true. But you saw, you have to show up for yourself. You to, and it's a lot of work to, to get that much breath in if you're not used to it. But what I'm saying is that it's such a, it's it's what it's who we are. So you're bringing that that into you more and more. So then it lets the it, the parasympathetic nervous system. We can get science on it, but it just brings it in and it lets the release and the openings happen. Yeah. And then it's the the magic is is going that deep and, and, and making the choice to keep riding that wave down and down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And then the magic is having a strong community around you to support with what comes up. Yeah. That's what I found right now. It's just like, yeah. And also after, right? So it's real. So, you know, wherever you go for in the breath, if you're, if you have the right person holding space for you, that's super important. You want to have someone holding space for you that yeah. is grounded. We always ground. Um, you can go as deep as you can go, right? Your body's going to, so you basically bypass the, the functioning, like your thought mind, the mind that's talking and doing all the, like the monkey mind, mm-hmm. you bypass that with the breath it takes a few minutes and you go into the subconscious, right? So mm-hmm. it's like dreaming. Um, and then when you come back, we do that integration. So you're just back to your normal body breathing normally. And maybe feelings come up. Maybe you go on this like wild ride. Like sometimes I see things and yeah. I, you know, and sometimes I'm just being in the room. Yep. Um, if you release, when you are done and you sit up, people are like, I feel amazing. Yeah. Cause like this weight is lifted. If you're able to cry, if you're able to yell and let all those feelings out. Yep. You're like, I'm done. You know, yeah. people go home, they sleep really well. Um, they, and it just, it starts to just shift everything. And that, integration goes on and on That's it's right. just, it doesn't undo you know no so it's yeah. a, and and the integration it's such a beautiful another thing that i brought up the third thing that i want to talk about was the integration because a lot of the work was like six years ago that i had done and then i started to and then i went back and i staffed and things like that and now i'm working to put together some other programs um and this breath work was such a beautiful like add on to my toolbox so to yeah, speak it's a great thing. yeah and it was like a catalyst again because it's something i can do and i was like hey tip and you were like yeah i do this three four times a week yeah to get the bugs out yeah and like to keep you know change the oil and keep the fluids moving and like quite literally cleanse yeah. the lymphatic system like yeah. and not only you're doing all that but you're, you're you're going back and you're like hey hey wound and it's it, it's like it's counterintuitive right because like we, we liken it to like a scab or an injury yeah and even though it was like it hurt, yeah. By going back and it's like keep giving it love. It's like yeah. it's not like you're picking at a scab. It's like you're giving it like the most amazing aloe, like high tech, like nanotechnology, sci, like like space, like the best we can find. It's like if Elon Musk made like like a bacitracin yeah. or something, yeah. And it's like you put it on and like helps it helps to heal, right? Yeah. So the more you go back, you keep to, and it doesn't it doesn't let it like get. Uh, it doesn't let it relapse. It like it keeps it. It keeps it. Uh, the word that comes to mind is like remission because that's what we use. Yeah. Um, with regards to my experience with 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 cancer. Yeah. Um, and not to relapse. Yeah. But it's like I don't like that word for this because it's like you're getting it out. Yeah. So you're 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 
So Expelling. going back to the best trace in the, the Elon Musk right, <laughs> is um, you're not letting it get infected. You're not letting it fester, right? Yeah. So as you, and you know, it comes to a point and I think it's a pretty quick, it's a pretty quick path. You know, you go through it and you experience what you need to experience to release the energy from your body. Um, and energy is real. Science has proven like we have an energy yep. field around us. It's yep. not like, you know, something that um, you have to believe it's actually real. Yep. And so, and a lot of people don't know that. So, you know, as you go back and you release the energy, it's like, like you said, it's like it's healed. But so you imagine the scar starting to blend back into the skin, yep. starting to become less visible. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I think we have scars, but I don't think necessarily we have to live with the experience of showing them, which doesn't mean what we're saying. We're not showing them. We're just talking. Showing them means exhibiting behavior that is because of the action. Instead of living your life and sharing the story in, you know, you know, in the aftermath, like this is done. It's, it's gone. I'm not holding it anymore. It's like reading a book. Yep. This happened. I don't feel it anymore. I don't live because of it or in spite of it or in re in reaction to it. Mm -hmm. It's just something that happened and it gave me strength. Like maybe the scars are um, like soul blocks of energy. How do you, how do you visualize? So like, so it doesn't fester, it doesn't get infected. What's your, for yourself, like I've been working on, so is it, is it always there? Like once we have it, it's got like, it's that little imprint or like that little scar yeah. will always be there. Mm. And it's like a scar, not like a skin scar I'm visualizing yeah. because like, that's kind of like I got scratched there. And so that's yeah. always going to be there, this cut that I have and you can see it. It's like, it's a different type of scar that like can start to get reinfected if you don't pay attention to it and can continue to clean it out in my experience. Yeah. Like even though I'd done that work six years ago, yeah. like, Hey man, make sure you put some of this ointment on and like dust the cobwebs off and pay attention here a little bit because is that going to seep back into the programming? Yeah. So I, I don't think it does. And that's the thing about breath work. That's so cool because if you do the breath work is what I'm saying, if you do breath work. Yeah. Because the, well, yeah. So if I you don't stay think up it, on your practice though. No, no, I don't even think that's the case. So I do my practice because I feel um, disconnected from my body or I feel physically uncomfortable or I feel like, you know, you're just like having an off day and you're just like, like I always say, like, it's like when your pants are too tight and you want to like take your pants off. It's like, oh, I just need to, or I need to take a shower. My hair's like, it feels like I need to do it. But, um, I don't, I don't. So what I found in my experience is once you, ex, once you release, uh, something, if it's huge, you might go back to it again once or twice, but generally no. And so I don't see it even as a scar in my body. I see it as, um, this is going to sound pretty, um, crazy, but it sounds like it's the, the fire that's building the light in me cool. because when I release the responsibility and I release the energy and I release the, so we have energy that's protecting us saying, if you don't look pretty, you're not going to be raped, right? Or if you don't talk so loud, you're not going to be told to shut up. Mm -hmm. If you're not annoying, you're not going to be abandoned. Do whatever they say and you won't be abandoned, right? All of those messages pr protected us for a time. They don't protect us anymore, right? So as you release them and you let them really start to go, 
in the breathwork in one session, say I let go of it. And over the course of the next, say, maybe days or weeks, whatever, um, maybe I go back to it again. But sometimes I don't. Like there are a lot of the big things that I experienced, I didn't have to go back into again because it was so, I really let myself go. I really let myself, I was shaking, I was sweating. Mm -hmm. And um, it was gone. And then it became this space where I can say, this is what's making me stronger. This is what's making me able to hold space for other people. And when I experience, when I witness somebody experiencing a similar pain, I don't take ownership of it. I see them and I say, this is what I was meant for because I experienced it. I can hold space for you. So it doesn't re-trigger. I don't get triggered. Um, You know, I mean, there was a time where, you know, I couldn't turn my back to an open room because I didn't know what was coming for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like in a kitchen or whatever, I couldn't turn my back. And, um, no, that's not the case. So I, I think the healing stays. So when you put that special magical best trace and whatever on it, that's the breath work. You don't have to worry about it anymore. It's not going to reopen, you know? And if you have this, uh, a bunch of experiences that have the same strength, right? Like they all have the same relationship, whether it's abandonment, abuse, um, not feeling loved, whatever. Cause those are also important things. Like we don't, we haven't talked about not feeling loved, not feeling accepted, not feeling part of a community, feeling like the outsider, um, feeling misunderstood. Those are also this, you know, really important things for life. Um, so, you know, there might be three or four experiences that were big or 20. So maybe you have to go through each one Mm -hmm. to stop, to stop having that be the thing that's soft, that when you get tapped on, it feels like you're getting dented, you know? Um, but I'm at a point now where most of my work is releasing like things that, you know, I almost forgot about, like, you know, not being invited to a party when everybody else was and really feeling alone and neglected or like not loved by friends or, you know, just little things, but they're big things too. Right. Like laughing really loud, feeling like so excited laughing. Someone going, Oh my God, your voice. So, um, so breathwork. And then, you know, it just, it just clears stuff up, but people do it for 20 years and find those little, you know, especially as you get older, you have like tons of nooks and crannies with really tough, yeah. Crappy moments that you wish weren't there. Yeah. You know, being forgotten at school, being yelled at, being hit, um, you know, being broken up with or yeah. whatever. You know, there's a lot. So what's so beautiful about all this too, Tiff, is that it's just completely aligns with the float tank. And like everything you're talking about is the work that we do through floating also. Yeah. So the the combination of the two together is just like I'll start doing that breath work inside the tank now. Yeah. And then just like go into the void. Yeah, because you have no, you can't see here, right? It's like, yeah, you, you get rid of get all your in. senses. I got to get you in. Yeah, I know. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do it in there and then we'll jump back on the mics and tell me how it was. Oh, doing breath work in the tank. Yeah. So guys, we could keep going forever. It's been almost an hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But it's like, I'd love to have you back on. because I know, it's I, great. And guys, I just met Tiffany, like, like I said, last week, it was last week, right? Last month. And we spoke on the phone yeah. like a month before that. Yeah. And I've just I got a ton of love and respect for you. Same. And and same. like she's the real deal, guys. Like you're the Thank real you. deal. Um, her story. That's another. That was another thing I learned from you. Is like how in depth that I you know express and let my story go to protect my children. So Tiffany doesn't really share it that much in public, but privately, yeah, she'll her sh- wow. 
That's all yeah. I got to say. And like Thank what you. what she's been through, and um, what or what I'm talking about. You're like you're not here to everybody, but no, what, it's cool. It's what totally you've cool. what you've been through, yeah, and then how how you've transformed that and taken ownership of it, like we just discussed, yeah, and and now have gotten inspired to share that forward with the rest of the world and yeah. and i'm just so glad you're here thank you and me like too. i'm really pumped that you're going to be doing a workshop here and like i'm i'm excited to see where else we take this so yeah me too thank you guys um may 18th yep 1 p.m yep it's, it's a saturday flower moon. Is it a saturday yep. on a saturday mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm bringing little gifts for everybody yeah man yeah Tiffany, so cool thank you so much thank be there you. guys Peace. thank you